Welcome to the Catholic Homeschool Moms Podcast, where I talk to Catholic homeschooling moms. I'm your host, Carrie. My guests are moms, just like you and me, who are making saints in their own homes while being refined and sometimes humbled by this thing called homeschool. Be it a young family or one with graduates, we are all a tapestry. One caveat before we begin, these stories are meant to encourage and uplift you. If, for some reason, you are comparing yourself, stop. The only comparing we should do is ourself to who we were yesterday. Just keep doing the next right thing. Use the sacraments and their graces. And when things get hard, use the sacraments and their graces. And now, let's begin. Pam is an experienced homeschool mom of seven children. Her homeschooling spans two decades, starting in 1995 to present day. Currently at home are the last three, two middle school students, and one high school-aged young adult. Pam credits her faith as being a solid foundation for their family. She and her husband's goal for all of their kids is college, and so set that up in mind when they began their homeschooling journey. Here's Pam to tell their story. Hi, Pam. Thank you so much for joining me today and uh, to share your journey with your homeschooling and with your family and how it's changed over the years. Can you first start with telling me about your family and what actually led you to homeschooling? Hi, Carrie. Thanks so much for asking. Those are really great questions. Um, first of all, we have seven children, uh, husband Steve okay. and I, and they age uh, run in ages from 24 to 11. So we have been homeschooling since the fall of 1995 when our oldest was starting preschool. And so this, you know, this marks 20 years of homeschooling this year. So we've done quite a bit in those Congratulations. 20 years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Four girls and three boys, so it's a good mix. Um, we started out slow, you know, and it's interesting because every year, I, you know, every two years, I seem to add another child, and and uh, so we went from you know having starting with one child to going all the way up to six, and then I graduated that child and, and kept six for a number of years, and now now we've come to only three school students who I homeschool. And, and what uh, are they, what are their ages now? Their ages are. 16, almost 14, and 11. So we have a 10th grader, an 8th grader, and a 6th grader. Um, okay. And, you know, just a, a totally different life than when, you know, we first homeschooling in many respects and uh, so many so many great experiences um, through all that um, and, and just feeling really blessed. Wow, that's really... Now, I, I know that, uh, well, it does, obviously your schedule has changed um, from homeschooling 6 down to Three, what yeah. does your schedule look like now? You know, it's interesting that you ask that. You know, obviously homeschooling has changed in the past 20 years. And especially in where we live in Grand Rapids, Michigan, there's a lot to off that's being offered for homeschoolers. So we're very blessed. But yeah. our, we've typically, I've tried to get our kids up, you know, and going by 7.30 every morning when we homeschool. So, you know, the old adage, oh, you could just sleep in. And that's not my family. <laughs> We know, we yeah. would, you know, and even seven thirty is late for for many. But we are up and and at it with morning prayer. Um, or uh, as this year in particular, um, one of our our oldest son is taking a class, just one, at the Sacred Heart Academy, which is a, a classical enrichment program. Um, so we are up at six thirty on Tuesdays and Thursdays, 
and go to Mass in the morning, which is just a wonderful, um, we've done that a lot through our homeschool journey, and I highly recommend to try to get to, you know, not daily Mass, but yes, Mass more than just once um, throughout the week yeah. with your children, because um, it just, it adds so much to their experience and their growth as Christians, I, you know, and Catholics. But so, you know, we go to Mass, my son attends a chemistry class, and the um, two younger I go into the cafeteria and we study Latin. And so it's, it works really well. We come back home and we continue our day. So Monday, we're home all day. Tuesday, Thursday, we leave to go to, to Mass and um, and have that class. And then Wednesdays, we're involved heavily in a uh, homeschool band and orchestra program that we have in the Grand Rapids area here. So we've been doing this for a number of years. All my children have been you know musically inclined, uh, whether it be orchestra with strings or now our our Two younger boys um, are in band and handbells and drumline, and you know they do that. And my daughter's in choir and handbells as well. So Wednesdays we're at the homeschool building that we have here in Grand Rapids, and so you know they're doing their thing, and I'm helping them through much of the day, you know, study and those who aren't in the class to to continue on with homework. And on Fridays we have our, um, our homeschool co-op that we meet. At a local Catholic church, and number of families, and, and that's a beautiful morning that we spend doing. You know, the additional, um, not so much extracurricular, but the science classes where it's great to have um, extra students involved, and you know, um, other skills, art classes, and gym, and and that's so. Our day is are very full. We are up early and. Um, Going, doing our work and schoolwork, and the being involved in classes. And I also have we're part of Mother Divine Grace, so some of my older students also take a class, you know, via via Adobe Connect online with maybe another teacher or two. I've always tried to do that as they got older to have someone else grading their homework, so that they get yeah. a sense of, especially with papers, that it wasn't just me critiquing them. That they, you know, saw somebody else, you know, they. they they turned their work into somebody else because um, I've always been trying to prepare our children for college and, and they're going to have lots of different eyes looking at their work when they get there. So, yes. Yeah. So, now how many kids do you have currently in college? I have three currently in college. One is graduated from, and one is like two classes away from graduating. <laughs> so almost there. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, one is out on her own working full time and, living with a great group of Catholic women. I mean, it's just a beautiful situation for her and, and the young women and our son, like I said, he's almost, almost finished. We'll graduate in the spring. And then two who are um, basically juniors and a junior and a freshman in college. So it's, it's, a, you know, you, you send them off hoping for the best and, and it kind of relieves some of the tension at home, but there's still activities and we're still connected and, and it's just great. They just had different issues, you know, to get out of the house. And, um, but it's been great yeah. to see that and, and preparing them for college has been a priority for me. Um, so, you know, throughout our school day and throughout our school year, I mean, testing is important, paper writing, so they have those skills. And, you know, I, our oldest, when she went off to college, said, you know, Mom, I even think you should have tested me more. And not just the weekly things, but the the semester exam sort of things, because that's a, that's a new concept. If you haven't been testing over the 16, you know, weeks of information and they go off to college and a lot of times, 
you know, they have that, and that's a, a new thing to study. So I'm trying to, you know, enhance oh, yeah. that with our, our kids as well. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So you um, you hit on what your schedule looks like. It also included your extracurricular activities. Mm-hmm. So if you hit, kind of hit two birds with one stone. Yeah, I did. What? <laughs> that's good. That's good. Efficiency works well. Um, what would you say is your most uh, most challenging issue that you have faced over the years? And something it may be something you've overcome. It may be something that um, it's something it's a still a work in progress. I mean, challenges never go away. So no, you know, we've been very blessed in our home. Uh, you know, it's always issues of motivating certain children. I mean, I I have children who have slight learning disabilities or you know that attention deficit that um, you know trying to keep them focused um, on what what's ahead and making sure they're you know still attuned to their algebra when they need to be doing their algebra and and sometimes you know I've I've had to be right near them saying okay let's do this together or you know I'm gonna um, and I it worked but I also need them to have that motivation themselves because when they're in college mom's not going to be there at their side and so there's a keen balance there of getting them to say you know I take ownership of this so I think that that's kind of been the most challenging we just not having enough hours in the day I mean (laughs) teaching six um I was always really busy but and and having young ones I mean I don't have that anymore but balancing out okay now it's your turn to play with the baby you know it's the baby's asleep, and so we're going to be doing our reading. Or I'm going to take you up to the bedroom because you you just get so distracted, and we're just going to do our reading up here quiet where no one else can distract us. And so finding those little um, avenues to to reach a particular child is so important. And I found that, uh, for me, that everyone's different. And so you got to find what's best for them. And um, and I've just been blessed. I mean, I'm, I'm in a situation now where you know you call yourselves the sandwich generation I have a mother my mom has Alzheimer's and and now she's in a home and you know just being able to care for her and and visit her even though that situation is very fragile and and, um, you know real delicate it teaches you to love even then when you're not loved in return and and that's a good example I might want my children to see that because all humans are God's creation and 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 you know some are in different situations and and we still have to love them and and care for them the best we can and and sometimes you know especially with alzheimer's you get to a point where you just personally can't and um it's best uh and, and that was a hard transition for me but um just being able to accept that and and god's will and and still love the people and you know not be hard on yourself because you can't do it all, you know, in that situation. Those are some pretty big challenges then, um, especially with, with both sides you've got working on, and then the <clears throat> the children will have, will have some slight learning learning issues and being able to focus and, and helping them get the job done and yet being not being a helicopter mom and still helping them to get their work done and preparing them for the future. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's and then taking care of your mom and helping with that and right. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot there. There's a lot there, and I think that there are people who can agree, with, who can who hear what you have to say and can can uh, agree right with that. So, what is it that keeps you going then? Because those are you know you know loving and not receiving in return. Because 
Because of somebody not being able to to respond to what you're doing right. on one side. What is it that motivates you and keeps you going in your homeschooling then? All these years. 20 years? Was 20 it 20? Years. You said 20 yeah. years. Yeah. So what's kept you motivated all these years? My faith. Um, a, a devoted husband. I mean, we've been married 27 years this year. And just working together, being at this together. I'm just so blessed. But it's because we, back when we were married, you know, we said vows that we were going to really to grow together and um, and challenge each other. And, and, you know, God's allowed us to do that. And I, I really think Our Lady has allowed me to do that. So praying the daily rosary, I, I, I look back and I'm not exactly sure if it was 2002 or 2004. I think it was 2002 or 19 or 2000. But we, um, started praying the rosary every day as a family. And it's not an easy thing to do when you have little kids sometimes. But you know what? I have teenagers who don't balk at the fact that it's time to pray the rosary. I, You know, I have college students who come home and, you know, it's okay, it's rosary time. And it's that one time a day where we're all kind of peaceful together. And, you know, I can't, I won't tell you that it's always pretty or has been as much as it was at one time. Or that... You know, or that some of us are like, oh, like, oh, we're so, you know, you get in that mode of just being at peace, and then you kind of like falling asleep, like, guys, we got to stay away. But it's a thing that we sh- we share as a family. It's just so precious, and I know that Our Lady has has been there blessing our family because of that. And you know, and I'm so supportive. I'm so blessed that my husband's supportive too. I know some women say, I'd love to do that. My this husband won't, and and. And that's okay, and uh, not everybody can do it, but I think God has really blessed us for that. Um, I think that praying, you know, going, like I said earlier, going to Mass more than just the one time a week as a family, you know, I can remember taking six kids to Mass, and it wasn't always easy either, and I was in the back, and I loved it when moms like myself who had older kids would come and sit next to my kids and and just help them be quiet when I had to take one behind or something. But, you know, there's something about going to daily mass too and that's peaceful and and beautiful. And like I said, my kids don't argue about that either because it's a part of the routine. And and so, and they're catching stuff. And, and, you know, because of that, we've gone to different churches throughout our city just because of the different mass times. And it's great to hear other priests. It's great to hear the kids see other priests um we've also tried our best to be to help the kids see the universal church and and we were blessed back in 2001 to to we had five children then to go to the closing of the holy doors in rome make a pilgrimage of it and and we actually brought a nanny with us because i had a a 13 month old a three five seven nine year old you know doing this but going and having the kids be in rome and see the big church, I mean, in the sense that, that the universal church, it's not just our little parish, and um, but all these people, all different colors of skin, and, and we're all praising God in this way. Um, it's so important to their understanding that there's it's bigger than just, oh, I didn't like what Father said today, and so I'm not going to go to church. You know, I, it's, I hope that I'm instilling in them the love for Jesus, and all these people love Jesus, and that's why we come here to celebrate and we have so many different traditions. You know, the Africans 
good different than the Mexicans, you know, the, um, the Central Americans. You know, it's, it's all the, the Vietnamese. It's all one big church that we're here to worship our Lord. And I putting, you know, purposely adding that to our lives um, has really made a difference. In the, the fall, we t- we went to um, Philadelphia for the World Meeting of Families with our three youngest because they hadn't really experienced that large church feel. And it was it was wonderful for them to meet children from other countries and just to see people um, in their different ways of praising God being there at Mass. And oh, it was beautiful at the World Meeting of Families when we had Mass. I mean, the first time, first Mass, it took over an hour, no, excuse me, half hour, for all the clergy to process. I mean, all, see all these young oh. men and old men, wow. you know, the cardinals and um, everything that they are here serving the church and serving us. And it was beautiful for them to see that and for them to be a part of that. So to me, making that purposeful for them to see the church um, as a larger church in our, you know, our Catholic faith, I'm, I'm, I'm just so blessed. Um, and if you and ask would you me, find, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Well, if you ask me one other thing, I've always, we, my husband and I have tried to let our kids or push them into opportunities where they would know and get to know Jesus personally, that they could own their faith. And, you know, and I, and I'm praising God because all four of our older children you know, attend mass, are faithful, have been involved, you know, are trying to live their faith. And, you know, that could change. I'm not going to, you know, wanna, you know but, but because they love Jesus, not just because it's mom and dad's faith. And I think that's right. so important, especially as teens, to get your children involved with retreats or service opportunities where they get to see other faithful Catholics and then are developing an opportunity to know Jesus in their own hearts. And they can say, yeah, I'm Catholic because I know the man behind the bread. <laughs> I know who he is in my life. And it, it, it's got a catch for them. So that's so important in my homeschooling. And that's maybe why I have continued on this journey because I've seen the fruits of other families who continue that road. And not that you can't, you know, homeschool for a while and then, you know, because of circumstances, send your kids back to school or whatever, but but you have to be purposeful. And for us, the homeschooling has been a part of that purpose. And even when times get difficult, I've seen the end result and I want that. And so I'm continu- I continue on with that. And Our Lady Thank has you. been uplifting me on the lawn. Thank you for sharing that. That's, that's very lovely. Um, there was a question I was going to ask regarding your trip to Philadelphia yeah. uh, in regard in regarding to you had told a story before. I don't know if that would be if you would be interested in sharing that with your your daughter. Yes. Yes. We were we um, also, you know, obviously in Philadelphia had, had attended um, the masses. There was a world meeting of families gathering with the Pope and then the mass. And on Saturday, we had gotten to our location very early and we got up our kids really early. We were about half hour out of town. We took out the train in waiting all day long to see the Pope and more people came and more people came and, and then there were vendors going by selling things. And our, my 11 year old daughter saw this man had a Pope, the Pope doll. 
And she's like, Mom, I'd like to have that. I said, well, you have money you could spend. You know, why don't you go see how much it costs? And so she walked over to the gentleman, who the vendor who had them, and asked how much it was. And and I could see her. You know, it was twenty dollars. And she's like, oh, I don't, I, you know, <laughs> that's a lot of money to spend of my money. And and she turned around and came back and said, No, I'm not going to buy it. And and I'm watching as she's coming back. I'm watching this gentleman follow the vendor, tap him on the shoulder, and say, hey, I'll take one. And I thought, ah, somebody's going to be really happy that they bought a doll, the doll for the Pope doll for their child or whatever. And then all of a sudden, this gentleman comes to my daughter and says, here, this is for you. And then left. And it was so precious to see her eyes and just the love that, you know, she felt from this individual and just the love that she had for this doll. I, I think that's the story you want me to share. But um, that's the one. And, and it was just, <laughs> that's the one. It's a touching. And, and I'm not a real Facebook person or phone <laughs> selfie thing, but I took a picture of my daughter and I and the Pope Francis doll and posted it and said, you know, this, this is one of the beautiful things that's happening here in Philadelphia. Um, and it just made it total difference in her life just just the gift you know she's always likes to give things and and to be to have that gift given to her it was it's just was beautiful so that is that's very lovely and thank you for sharing that because she was you were able to take her with you to philadelphia and share that experience and yeah that's that's very lovely so you bring it back and i'm sitting here smiling myself so to hear it again it's, it's so nice yeah yeah <laughs> Now, I have I asked you, what would you do differently? I don't know if that's going to question what's come up You've yet. You've asked me that, what I'd do differently. You know, I, there's not a lot, to be honest with you. Uh, I might, and this is, we don't always like to hear that, but I might have tested my kids a little more of that um, in high school. You know, like when you're in high school and you do the, the career placement sort of tests when you're in, I, I did that in high school, um, really yeah. looking at what my skills are and where I should focus. I mean, we, we prayed about that with our children and trying to help them follow what they thought was their dreams. But we all know that not everybody's always attuned to that. And maybe somebody's personality is really is geared a little bit towards this direction than that. And and so I'm, I'm looking at it more as I, my, I have a high schooler now in junior high is saying, I really want to get in some place to test them and saying, okay, where are my aptitudes and where are my, you know, my strengths and weaknesses and maybe I should focus on this career or, or at least moving toward that. And that's I do differently that I didn't do with my older children. Um, I've, I really have tried um, to be on top of things with them and their schooling. Um, Nah, maybe I'd be a, a more gentle mom, <laughs> more me, um, not being as the A type A personality I am. But that's who I am too, and that's that's who they've become. And um, so, you know, we, we've tried to flow and change um, as the seasons change. There was a time when we kind of had this structured little homeschool room in our house, and it was in our basement, and. And then I discerned I needed more light, more natural light, you know, and so we put a egress window in. And then I discerned not even more light. And so then we ended up on the kitchen table and, and then, you know, having my kids go out to different places around the house to finish the work that may have started at the table. Um, 
so I've tried to make that ebb and flow happen. Um, and I've, tr- you know, we've been involved in, like I said, the arts has been important to us. Um, so that's real heavy and, and you get them involved. But, but just the whole helping in that high school years, really, I think I've lacked in some of that with my older kids. And I'm trying to look back and, you know, reevaluate that now with the three that are still at home. That's and so it and it's each child is different than two and their needs yes. as well. Yeah. So what you're able to what you're able to give in addition to what they're able what they need as well. So you've talked a lot about uh, attending mass on a regular basis, praying the rosary. Do you have a particular devotion to a saint? How do you practice your Catholic faith during during your school year? What is it you do additionally? Because we know you've said a little bit about some of the things, but go a little deeper with that we, question. You know, we, we try, I don't have a particular devotion to any saint, I mean, other than Mary. Um, so, but we try to be purposeful, like praying the Angelus at noon. And and because our family is a musical family, when it comes to Easter time, you know, we sing the Regina Chaley and they love it. Because <laughs> they love singing at the table. Um, mm. That's a rule we have. We don't sing at the table unless we're singing the Regina Chaley. Because <laughs> everybody would be, be too many people singing, with nine people and around the table. Um, but that little, um, the Angelus, Morning prayer, um, the Regina Chaley when it comes to Easter time, rosary, you know, remembering the feast right now, you know, we're in the O antiphons, not just, not just Advent, but it's the, the, those eight days before Christmas, um, and just adding those little things, it's, it's, it's a beautiful way. Um, and if they have a, a feast day, um, our children, are all but one really named after things um, to celebrate that day as well as their birthday. But nothing much more than that, um, to be honest with you. And oh, and, and then the, we do pray. Um, we love the Divine Mercy Chaplet. And so that's, I don't do that on a daily basis, but, you know, after Easter, we, we focus on that. And that's another, you know, breaking up of, of the routine. Um, so it's just, it's kind of living the Catholic faith. So in, in the sense of um, service is important to us for in our mm-hmm. parish, and so that they they are. As I um, I wrote when you know I, a family apostolate is so key, and, and part of that for us is for the past um, many years, almost almost twenty. Um, my husband and I have helped with vacation Bible school in our church, and and it has inevitably been our children being involved with that, whether they were attendees and now everybody has graduated. Um, this past right. year, our youngest graduated um, as she you know, moved into sixth grade, but just being there helping and as a volunteer and, and just seeing as a way that we give back to others that, yes. that to me is what our Catholic faith is all about is, is serving as best we can, whether we have a, a community dinner at our parish um, uh, where we're serving people from the neighborhood or, or others who are less fortunate than ourselves is, is giving back. Um, so that's been important, important to us is if, in the sense of what our Catholic faith has taught us is, is to serve others. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. You know, and, um, and, you know, Christmas and Easter are, um, are, are just glorious times too. So, uh, but that's, 
that's who we are, you know, and um, who, how our family has been able to, I think, survive and, and thrive and um, and be unique in its in its special way. Yes. Yes, those are those are um wonderful opportunities. And I, I'm I'm glad to hear you talk about having a family apostolate. Um and having your own what something that you do as a family together. Yeah. So m- moving on to your on the next question then is more about you. What are uh, um books that you like to read? What's on your nightstand? <laughs> it's funny when you said that I'm like, Oh, I've I have lots of books on my nightstand, and and I'm like, I don't always get to read them. I mean, and that's I love to increase my my knowledge and to reflect more. I mean, so you know, but I don't always have the time, and and um, so I, to be honest, I I really love listening to like the Lighthouse Catholic Media CD of the month. I get I'm subscribed to that, so I get a CD every month, and so I love listening to that, but on my book stand, I mean, I have Rediscover Jesus from Matthew Kelly, and that's great because it's like a chapter of um, one of his newest books, and just really kind of gives you a shot in the arm and uh, faith perspective and some questions to ponder. Um, I've been working through The Hidden Power of Kindness by Father Lawrence Lavasic. Um great book about you know, focusing on me, how I can be more kind to other people and my kids. Um, recently, actually been a, a few years now that I did the, the 33 Days to Morning Glory with Father Gately's oh, yeah. book. And so now I have his Consoling the Heart of Jesus, a do-it-yourself retreat, and went through that. And mm-hmm. I keep going back to that book about this is so many nuggets of information and, and richness in, with Father Gately, so that's on my bookshelf. And and another book that I have that I really want to read is um, The End of the Present World and the Mysteries of the Future Life, which is an old book um, that St. Therese, Therese of Lisieux read and said that this is one of the greatest graces of my life was reading this book. So it's on that, wow. okay, I got to get to it, and it hasn't, you know, it hasn't <laughs> been opened. So, so yeah. And in addition to I have the Bible and um, the Magnificat. And so, I mean, there's just too many things to, so it's okay. What do I have time for today? What can I um, get a few chapters in? Um, and unfortunately, it's never enough. Um, yes, I'm, yes. It sounds like, it sounds like that's part of your self-care, taking some time to read. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming, I'm assuming, just assuming you, you might have a little bit more time to read now than before. <laughs> I I do I do, oh, but it's, it's but I'm I'm older than I used to be, and I need more sleep than I used to need. So it's you know it's a kind oh. of a different sleep, you know. Um, right, right. It, it's really You're not amazing. chasing toddlers. I'm not chasing toddlers, you know. And I tell, and it's so interesting because um, in, in our homeschool community, you know, I'm kind of one of the older ones now, and you know, my youngest is at the same age as many of these families' oldest. You know, and it's kind of yeah. interesting to see that. And I say, you know, enjoy every step of the way. And, you know, when they're young, they step on your toes. But as they get older, they step on your heart. And sometimes, oh. you know, that that heart, um, it's harder to heal than the toes. <laughs> you know, so you need yeah. more prayer. It needs, it needs more reflection. It, it needs more just following God to love you through that. Um, because teenagers do 
you know, they're grown up and they're trying to assert themselves and be who they need to be. And, um, and even those who have good hearts say things and do things, they're like, oh, Lord, why? <laughs> and, and it's just, and even I just send them off into the world and say, okay, God, I, I just want them for the best for them. And they, you have to let them make their decisions and, and make their mistakes and learn from them. And that's hard. Um, it's a lot harder than picking them up off the ground when they scrape their, you know, their knees and putting on the Band-Aid. It, it takes longer. So, you know, enjoy every minute of it and stay close to our Lord and our Lady because that's where I go, you know, get my strength. And and like I said, I, I, I do have more time, um, but it's involved now with, you know, I'm, I'm getting a little older, so I, I need a little more rest or um, I need to make sure I'm spending time with my husband, you know, a couple times because that's, um, that's so key to our long-term, you know, the longevity of our marriage, the the example we set for our children, all that, and and for families all around. Happy marriages are so key. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I have more time, but not as much as I thought I could or should. Yeah, <laughs> I well, think yeah. I and, and and priorities change too. So. Yeah, yeah, and 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 you know me, Carrie. I mean, you just it, you, you say, okay, well now my kids need me to do this for them, or I'm. I've been kind of like the take charge person in different areas, and so I find myself not as much teaching sometimes as in working on this project over here or that project over there or heading this co-op, mm-hmm. you know, or that, that opportunity. Um, I yeah. try to use the gifts that God's given me to bless others as much as I can. Um, and I know that that's, you know, I really only have six more years. Six more years is a long time. But... And I don't want to get caught up really? in okay, what yeah. God's going to ask me next. But, yeah. you know, a lot of a lot of people I know are empty nesters now. And, yeah. you know, um, thankfully we're not. But um, it's a different part of your life. And so part of me is like, okay, I've got to prepare for that. But I still have to live today as best I can. So, so, you know, you're talking about how six years can be. I was just thinking, I don't have that anymore with my oldest. I have maybe five years left. And thinking thinking that way, it's like, wow, I have five more years to invest in her, to set her out and into the world, to yeah. give her a good, solid base. And, and uh, I really think about that. I'm like, oh, my goodness, it's kind of scary. I mean, she's 12. Yeah. And I'm thinking if she has five years left, that's 17. That's when I went to college myself. and. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, to give our kids that base. So, we're we're coming to the end of the questions here. What is one word that you would use to describe your family? It's funny because I asked my kids that, <laughs> and they and lots of words came out, but I would, um, <laughs> you know, from weird to energetic. Um, but I think I think energetic is a, is a strong word um, that describes us. But it's also faithful, faith-filled. Um, I think that's how we would faith-filled how I describe my family. That's that's beautiful. That that really is. That's really beautiful. Well, the last question is: Is there anything else that you would like to share to wrap up? I just really want to encourage the women and the men who might be listening today who are on their homeschool journey to remember that 
that the quiet time with the Lord is so important. And for me, you know, weekly adoration is is so key. And there have been days, and I do it at 10 o'clock at night on a Wednesday night um, at a local adoration chapel. And I, I'll be honest, there's times I've gone up there and I'm just so weary or so tired. And I, and you know, I just kind of like the peacefulness you know, my eyes, my body's like, oh, next I wake up, oh, I fall asleep in front of the Lord. No, 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 you know. But he always has taken away the stress or the worry and and has given me just another ounce of grace or another cup full or another bucket load of grace to to make it for another week. And it's so important. So don't lose sight of that devotion that we have of being with our Lord. Um, and if it's just 10 minutes because you're stopping by, you know, going from here to there, um, making the effort, though, just to be in front of the Lord, whether it's the monstrance or just the tabernacle, to let him be your strength is so key. And um, I look back and say, it was my husband who started adoration years ago, and I had little ones, and it was hard to get out the door and do that. But then I, you know, gradually would take them with me, or I would go one time and he would go another, and um, now we're able to go together. Um, and it's it's such a blessing for our marriage because we need to keep our marriages strong for our children and for each other, and just to receive the graces. So adoration is Amen. beautiful. So. Yeah. Please. Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you, thank Carrie, you so much. For, yeah, for this opportunity and and for sharing and and for taking the time out of your busy life to to try to share the stories um, and hopefully help uh, others, you know, along the way. You know, this originally came about from a roundtable. We had a whole bunch of women sitting there, and we didn't get to the topic at hand, but everybody around the table shared their stories and who they were homeschooling and what they were using, and they were talking about, wow, oh, and it was it was enough. That evening was enough. It wasn't, I needed to take home any specific message, and that was uh, a year and a half ago, I think, mm-hmm. that uh, I had heard that and went, wow, I'd love to do that for other people. So here we are. I've got uh, over 20 interviews done and, and wrapped up, and and I think yours is 22. Wow. So I, I really, I really, truly appreciate you taking the time, especially as a um, an, uh, uh, an experienced homeschool mom who has seen kids off to college and who's done it from the beginning and you know, it's it's lovely to be able to sit down and listen to these stories. And, you know, I take every time I listen to these stories, I take it to heart. And I I, I just really enjoy listening to people because it, it, it invigorates me. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm my oldest. My oldest is about the same age as your youngest. Yeah. And so I'm one of those families that that I'm not I'm, I'm just in the beginning, middle stages of my homeschooling journey. So mm-hmm. anyway. With that said, I just want to I want to thank you once again for your time and, and God bless you on your journey. Well, God bless you too and bless, bless all the listeners today. Thank you. Bye bye. As we come to a close on this Advent season, I wish you and your family a very blessed Christmas, and may your homeschooling be fruitful for you and your family. 